Welcome back to the Oklahoma Today podcast, bringing you all the best our state has to offer. Up in the sky, it's a bird, it's a plane. No, it's the Okie Tech Star Party. And honestly, if you're having trouble telling the difference between a bird and a star, you need a better telescope. We're talking to Mike Dennis of the Oklahoma City Astronomy Club about the best way for Oklahomans to really see the stars. But first, our question of the week, when you have a visitor come from out of state, what is the first place in Oklahoma you want to take them? First up is Editor-in-Chief Nathan Gunner. It's so basic, but I kind of want to take him to Cattleman's. That's not true. That's not. It wouldn't be my first pick. But every out-of-state visitor I've had, that's their first pick. No, I mean that's, they read about it online and they want to go, and I'm only too happy to oblige. It's, it's a very valid request. It is a very valid request, and I'm very happy about it. I um, do love taking guests to. Um, Stockyard City. In it's general. fun, right? Like it's kind of yeah. cool and fun to walk around. Well, and out of state people, they want to see the uh, the cowboy stuff. Yeah. When they come to Oklahoma. Yeah, I had a good friend come out a few years ago from New Orleans, and the like, she was like, "I want to go to the Cowboy Museum," and the rest of it, you just decide. <laughs> I was like, "Okay, we can do that." Yeah. So yeah, cowboy stuff is a big one. Uh, photo editor Megan Rossman. I take them to Brahms. <laughs> that Good is one. where we go, and we eat ice cream and burgers That's and good. have a nice time. And I take them to the Oklahoma City Museum of Art or the zoo and the Wichita Mountains. It's good. It's a good one. That's. But mostly, we eat at Brahms every day, every meal <laughs> until they leave. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. But but we do go to Brahms. Uh, research editor Ben Lucian. So right now I'm working on a story uh, related to the state capital art collection. And once all that art is in, which will be within a a few months, it is going to look so nice in there. Uh, And also be just a great story of our state. And it will be all free. Uh, So one of the largest free art museums, basically, will be the state capitol. So uh, that is actually uh, really high on my list uh, for the future. That's a good answer. Yeah. That's a really good answer. Oh, I I feel like, well, I'm curious what your answer is. I'm pissed at Megan for taking mine. There's a big one that no one has said. And I'm I'm actually surprised I didn't think of it till just now, but no one has said the bombing memorial yet. Mm. Yeah, that's just not the first place I want to take them. Probably not the first one. Yeah. Yeah, no. But you have to go, though. When my aunt and uncle came, that uh, they went through there. And the only... I I love the bombing uh, memorial museum. It is... It is really... Affecting, it's intense. Every time I have a visitor from out of town, I always give them a choice. Like, yeah. and I always say, like, I, you know, this is a part of our city that is really important, but it's intense. So if you don't want to do it, I totally understand. Yeah. Um, and they always choose to do it. Megan's right. It's Brahms. Brahms. Whenever, whenever I have somebody who has who was from Oklahoma who comes back, mm-hmm. they request Brahms. That's like the ver- very first thing. It yep. is the heart of Oklahoma. It, it is. If it is. it's someone who has never been here before, I take them to Brahms because there is nothing like the. Support prize on somebody's face oh when gosh. they can have a burger, fries, and a milkshake for like five dollars. Yep. And, and they're like, what? Yep. And get their uh, gluten-free donuts <laughs> yeah. from the yeah. store. Unless there you go. they've gone to Dairy Queen. <clears throat> but it's not the same. I mean, Dairy Queen doesn't compare. 
And most people don't have Dairy Queens anymore. Dairy Queen's kingdom is in ashes. Yeah. Brahms, Brahms, is, forever. Brahms is superior. Yes. I mean, I will still visit a I Dairy mean, Queen. I mean, I could do a whole podcast just t- talking to you about Brahms. Let's do it. Uh, we should. We should have somebody. We, we should, should have somebody from Brahms. From Brahms. Mm-hmm. Brahms, we would like to have you on the podcast. Mm-hmm. I'm putting All it out right, to the universe. I'll, I'll, I'll work on it. Yay. <laughs> here's, here's what our readers had to say. Chris Stewart said Medicine Park, the old plantation restaurant. Uh, Steel Hunter Strella said Murphy Steakhouse in uh, Bartlesville. Um, Dana Hutchman Kitterman said the Will Rogers House in Uliga, uh and the Museum in Claremore, which is, uh, I think, another good choice. Uh, Donald Turlington said the Wichita Mountains Wildlife Reserve. Um, we also had the historic capital uh, of the Chickasaw Nation, uh, Tishmingo. That's a good one. And you can go to Old Red. Uh, mm-hmm. Uh, Julie Wommel Anderson had so many. She said, sorry, I just can't choose one. The Tall Grass Prairie Preserve, Philbrook Museum, Gathering Place, Natural Falls State Park, Oklahoma City Zoo, Deco District in Tulsa, Wollarock, Greenwood Rising. Uh, Greenwood Rising is a big one. Yeah. Yeah, very big. Lots and lots of folks said Wollarock, and I, I can't yeah. fault them for that. That's I have a, a feeling that um, Give Us a Year in the Bob Dylan Center will be one of the number one answers to this You know, question. I, I, I kind of was surprised that that didn't show up more. I was. I want to tell our podcast listeners this. I was at Sprouts the other night on North May, mm-hmm. on 63rd and May in Oklahoma City, and uh, I was in line. And uh, one of my packages of meat did not have a barcode on it. And the the person had to run and the checker had to run back to the meat and grab another one. And the people behind me in line were mad. They were not pleased. They were about 30. They were a married couple, about 30. And uh, they weren't pleased. And I kind of was like, here's what's going on. And they were kind of like, okay, whatever. (laughs) Big hurry on a Sunday night. Um, And so they were all just kind of standing there. And he looks up and sees our Bob Dylan issue on the newsstand. And he goes, oh, I want to buy that. And they're standing there looking looking through it, right, while they're irritated with me. And all I'm thinking is, like, is my my photograph in there? Are they going to see a photograph of me? Are they going to know? And they didn't. It was a a photo of my grandma. Uh (laughs) um, All that is say, I think the Bob Dylan Center is is very is on its way to being the one of the number one answers to that Oh, I, I totally agree. Yeah. Uh, we also had the some votes for the Cowboy Hall of Fame, Good one. Robber's Cave, uh, the Price Tower, the Ooh. Philbrook, um, somebody mentioned uh, the Gathering Place, obviously. Good one. Uh, Aishan's got some mentions. Um, <laughs> and, uh, and Charity Beth said, uh, what I think, honestly, I, I go to Brahms, but I know there's a lot of folks who uh, come back from out of town who want to go to Ted's. Mm-hmm. I, Actually, uh, I interviewed Vince Gill once, and that was his answer to this question. I don't doubt was, it. What's the first place you go when you get back? And he was like, oh, Ted's. I go straight from the airport. <laughs> you know. Yeah, you know. Go on, Vince. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, everybody loves that queso. Uh, all right. <laughs> well, let's talk to Mike Dennis about the Okie Tech Star Party. And we are now very pleased, uh, really shooting for the stars with this uh, um, interview and pun. Uh, we've got Mike Dennis. Uh, with the Oklahoma City Astronomy Club and the Okie Tech Star Party here. Uh, welcome to the podcast, Mike. Thank you very much, Greg. It's a pleasure to be here. Well, um, so I was lucky enough a few years ago to get to attend the Okie Tech Star Party there at Camp Billy Joe in Kenton, which is way out in the panhandle. Um, would you mind telling our listeners a little bit more about what the Okie Tech Star Party is? It is uh, uh, an organized event uh, in the darkest place we can find, which happens to be Kenton, Oklahoma. And uh, it's for amateur astronomers or professional astronomers. We, we do have some that show up. And uh, 
we've got it set up in Camp Billajo, which is uh, an area of the Panhill right there near the town of Kenton. And it sits in a box canyon with mesas almost all completely around it. So there is no way any extraneous light can get to you. So for an astronomer, that, that is heaven. It, uh, it is also at about 4,500 feet and the humidity averages about seven to 10%. So again, it, the starlight just beams through. A matter of fact, the Milky Way is so bright up there that as you walk, you can see your shadow on the ground from <laughs> a Milky Way. So for us city dwellers, you, you don't see that when you walk outside your front door in town, but when you get out in the country, the, the universe is just right there. So we, uh, First started the Okitech Star Party and its name kind of because of the collaboration between the Oklahoma City Astronomy Club and several clubs in Texas. So we call it the Okitechs and we get together. Uh, we started in Lake Murray uh, back about 1984 because it was about halfway between Oklahoma City and Dallas, but the encroachment of Ardmore and stuff like that we had to find another place. We found this Camp Billajo, which the uh, state school board, state of Oklahoma, donated this land for a youth camp. And uh, that's how it got started. It got built. Uh, each summer, they invite uh, children from all faiths, all church groups, and they, they call it the Black Mesa Bible Camp. And they do church study and stay there during the week. So when we come in September, these people are gone and we have a, a nice dining hall. Uh, we have a caterer who's very, very good. Uh, we have a large, large area, acres of land to set up on. And uh, we lay out electric cords, map it all out. And that way uh, people can bring their telescope equipment, set it up and leave it there all week long while they're there they can camp right there they can bring their rv trailer there's a few bunk houses so uh, and to uh, make this stay a little better we spend four days we have talks in the afternoon and evening invite people from all over the world uh, we've had many professional astronomers that, that come out and visit keep us up to date uh, a couple of years ago, we had a gentleman from the Webb Telescope Foundation, and he kind of gave us a preview of what we have just seen. <laughs> what would be, oh, was that fantastic? So, um, and it, it's really a laid back thing. We, you know, we have some restrictions. There's no white light after dark until dawn so that your eyes can stay adjusted to the dark. Plus, nowadays, we have so many photographers that do astrophotography and uh, the advent of the digital camera is the reason for that it makes it so easy to do but a little white light can run your exposure so uh, it's all uh, we all trend that toward that so it's a good experience for everybody I, sure I gotta like tell to you go ahead um, I was uh, you, you talked a little bit about um, about it being in a box canyon and uh, and kind of getting rid of some of that uh, uh, light leakage that that comes from the towns and cities. Um, from my personal perspective, I have never. I mean, I, I'm I'm uh, 
I was I was lucky enough to be invited out there by you guys for a story that I wrote a few years back. And it was a honestly a transformative experience for me um, laying there in the grass. Uh, you know, obviously people had telescopes everywhere. Uh, some of them were, were hobbyists and some of them had, you know, tens of thousands of dollars of equipment um, and, and everybody so kind, so willing to help out. They want to show you this. Here's what I'm looking at. Here's what you can see. But but even if you didn't have a telescope laying down in the grass and looking up at the sky and seeing the the expanse of stars in a way that that I don't think, I don't think us city folks really know. Uh, I mean, we, we are blind to it because you literally it's, it's, it's blacked out uh, by so much of the, uh, of the light that's happening in our cities um, with our cars and street lamps and everything. And so when you're out there and it's truly dark, it is like it, it, for me, it was like someone spilled a glass of milk across the sky. I mean, (laughs) It's just, it is fascinating to see the outlines of the Milky Way, you know, um, it, and um, I, I don't know that I've ever felt more a part of the universe than I did uh, out there at, uh, at the Okie Tech Star Party. I've got to imagine you hear these stories uh, from folks all the time. Oh, absolutely. Uh, I think we average a little over 500 people from We've had people from every state in the union and many places overseas. And the darkness of the sky is rated by professionals on a Bortle scale, B-O-R-T-L-E scale, mm-hmm. from one to 10. The Okie Tech is rated as a one, as the darkest. Wow. So <laughs> there are not many places left in this world that are darker. And, you know, the town of Kent has like 20 people. Exactly. Street lights, and they're behind this 400-foot mesa, so it is dark all the way to the horizon, (laughs) and uh, it—that is the attraction. There, there are many star parties throughout the United States during the year. Uh, There's one in Fort Davis, Texas, near the uh, McDonald Observatory, University of Texas. And it was about as dark. It's at about the same altitude and thing, but this big oil and gas boom to the north, they allow these people to flare their waste gas, light it, mm-hmm. and it has made a marked, marked difference in their skies to the north. We haven't had that in Okitex yet, and we don't expect a lot of expansion out there. They're yeah. just, I mean, it's, it's beautiful scenery. It's the remnants of a lava flow from, what, 40 million years ago that covered the mesas. Now they've eroded away. And, I mean, it's, a, you know, during the day, there's lots of things to do up there. Oh, too. absolutely. People, there, uh, people were, were hiking uh, Black Mesa, obviously. And then uh, the other thing I, I noticed, and, and, and uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but the camaraderie out there, I just... It is one of those hobbies, I think, astronomy, where you you are motivated to share, where you want everybody else to have as good an experience as you are having. You know, uh, it seemed like everybody was out there. They had advice. They were more than willing to share telescope space. Uh, you know, really, everyone was just they wanted everyone to walk away as in love with astronomy as they were. 
Um, and, and and for a, for an amateur, that has got to be the most welcoming of experiences. Oh, absolutely. We kind of kid that it's more like a family reunion <laughs> <laughs> than a star party. And we've seen people come every year and the people set up on the next side are the same people on each side of them. Yeah. So, you know, and they get together and we don't allow campfires and stuff because of the optical equipment that sets out there, smoke damage, plus the burn ban is usually in effect out there. Yes. <laughs> Hardly get any rainfall, but they'll bring food and they'll sit around and eat and they know their friends' kids' names and how are they doing in school. <laughs> and so it, it is really laid back and uh, enjoyable. And, and, and that's one of the things I like about it most. But because I only get to see these people once a year, but they, I mean, they always come up and ask how you're doing and, you know, stuff like that. How can I help with the star party? I and mean, that really comes in handy. I can assure you. Well, and you know, the other thing that I love about it is obviously if you have got the time uh, and, and the money and, uh, and you can be out there for, for four or five days, that's absolutely wonderful. But there are plenty of folks who are coming in for one night, for two nights uh, and setting up. And, um, and so, so the, it changes every day as well. And then, uh, you know, you mentioned having some of the speakers out there. Uh, how great is it to have uh, you know, nationally renowned astronomers uh, who are there talking about um, about this changing discipline uh, and really, uh, you know, to as a, a again for for amateurs or even for semi pros to be out there and have that sort of pipeline to people who are in the know, uh, who are doing uh, who are doing the research and are really at the top of their field. That is so cool uh, and 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 not I think something that everybody expects when they're when they're heading out with the telescope to look at the stars. Right. And, and there's a, there are two or three organizations within the amateur community that provide data to the professional astronomers. I mean, they can do it out of their backyard. And uh, especially, I can't impress on you how important this digital camera thing is. It People are doing things that astronomers, uh, professionals could not do 10 years ago. They're oh, doing well. amateur-sized instruments. And uh, the technology uh, is just, I, I, I don't think it's going to stop. And a funny thing, COVID, the COVID thing, it messed us up in 2020. We didn't get to have a star party. Yeah. People took their equipment and they bought everything they get their hands on. And they sat back and learned how to do this out of their backyards, you know, since they couldn't be around people. And it's amazing. Uh, we've got a, a young man coming from Canada that uh, he's backyard astronomer. <laughs> he calls himself. It's he does stuff I cannot believe with a little old telescope and cameras that he can pick up and take out in his backyard. I, I think he has put a dome in his backyard now, but uh, <laughs> he's still so he doesn't have to carry it in and out anymore. And uh, we have a young man from uh, Ocean Springs, Mississippi. I, I've never seen the astrophotography done the way he does it. And this year we have both of them given a uh, astrophotography seminar. Oh, wow. So we're holding it over in the little town of Kenton in yeah. the old school building. Uh, so, you know, we have a lot more private people just can't walk in and out. And we do that for two days and people come in and learn how they do this. It's just another thing that we try to do to attract people, make it more enjoyable. Sure. Uh, 
I, you know, I, um, astral photography has, has really gone off. Even, uh, you know, I was just interviewing a, a lady yesterday who runs a restaurant and she was showing me her phone and, uh, and she was, you know, she was bragging because she was like, Oh, I love to say I I'm a moon photographer. I'm always looking for, you know, the best spots to get in. And so I, I, I spent out on this fancy camera, but you know, it, it's crazy because we, as, as someone who I, I, you know, I'm a cell phone addict. I have mine with me probably all too often. Um, but the, the leap that has happened in that photo processing has been uh, is far outstripped by what is happening in the, in the consumer photo market with whether you're talking DSLRs or even little handhelds, you take that, the GPS stuff that has come out. Um, I was so amazed. There were people out there who were literally their computers were hooked up to uh, their telescopes and they are typing in coordinates and it is moving and shifting and focusing. And all of a sudden it's like, now here's Saturn. And you're like, Whoa, okay. That's awesome. (laughs) You know, it's stuff like that is it, it really is. This is where that, that the, the, the technology boom, uh, meeting the consumer market and then that that community of folks who are just so enthusiastic about space and seeing it and sharing it. it it's it really is a kind of a perfect confluence of events. And, and you can you can witness all of it at the Okie Tech Star Party. You certainly can. One thing I do regret is we're having a hard time interest getting young people interested. It's, it's getting to be a pretty gray hobby. Yeah. And we need we need that youth influence to keep it going. So we do everything we can to interest schools to come out. Uh, I know the Norman North High School, for instance, they send a group out every year to Okie Tech's 20, 30 kids, spend three or four days with us. Uh, And there's another school uh, from around the community there in Colorado, New Mexico, Texas, mm-hmm. uh, they come up. So uh, it uh, it doesn't have that pizzazz as a video game and stuff like that. <laughs> but I know kids. I know, like my grandson. Well, he's he's thirty now, but anyway, he just loved that computer interface and being able to do things and stuff. Sure. Well. And that's that. I, that's what's great is that even you know uh, your 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 computer enthusiasts are there's still a great entryway into this hobby. Uh, and, and listeners, uh, parents especially, if you have kids who are interested in space and the stars, um, and, and uh, you know whether or not you've got uh, a lot of equipment or you just went down and got the basic hobbyist kit at at, uh, at your local uh, sporting goods store, this is still a wonderful event um, and and so family friendly too because you do have so many people camping out there uh, and, and and this just very pleasant and helpful community. Uh, so uh, so listeners, I would say if you've got kids who are at all interested in space and the stars, you should absolutely head the website is oki o-k-i-e dash t-e-x okitex.com uh and you'll be able to find out about the uh okitex star party uh there at uh, camp billy joe uh, just outside of kenton uh you can sign up on there uh and uh and even uh, sign up for the the catered meals and everything else so um 
absolutely a, a wonderful experience. And, um, uh, and, and Mike, I, I thank you so much for coming on and uh, telling us about it. It's such a pleasure. I, I need to plug the Oklahoma City Astronomy Club. Oh, please do. Uh, we meet once a month at the Science Museum, Oklahoma, the second Friday of each month. COVID's kind of messed with us there. We've done a lot of Zoom meetings with mm-hmm. all that. But um, we own some property out south and west of Watonga. We have the largest telescope in Oklahoma out there. We, we go out there at least two weekends a month. We have loaner telescopes. Uh, we have equipment that you can put cameras on, and our membership is uh, free to do that. And we're the Oklahoma City Astronomy Club.com, OCAC.com, and it's uh, it's interconnected to the Okitex website, of course. Absolutely. So, uh, like this Friday at seven o'clock, if you want to come out to the museum, in Oklahoma, we have a guest speaker. To this Friday, it's the uh, museum director Tom Arnold and uh, the excuse me, the planetarium director Tom Arnold. So uh, there, there's a lot of astronomy going on in Oklahoma. It's a good place for astronomy, and I got to say this: we got probably one of the best clubs and probably the best starport in the United States. So. Uh, People live around here are lucky. <laughs> oh, absolutely. I mean, you're you're not wrong. And and I, I mean, not to be too much of a, an evangelist for it here, but um, I, folks, I'm not kidding. Uh, I went out to this thing, and it really was. It was fantastic. It is. I talk. I honestly, listeners of the podcast are probably sick of hearing me talk about it. It was just so cool. Um, and and I I hope. So I so hope many of you will get to experience this as well. Um, and uh, Mike, thank you again for coming on. Uh, so uh, what, what are the days for uh, for this year's Ogie Techs? Uh, okay. they, they are September 23rd. That's a Friday through October 1st. The last day, actually, the Star Party is Friday the 30th, and you've got to get out on the 1st. So okay. eight full days of uh, and. You just show up when you can. You know, I recommend pre-registering. Yes, it's it's more expensive if you don't. So yeah. uh, pre-register, show up, and if you see somebody that looks like they know what they're doing, just ask. <laughs> glad they help you. <laughs> well, and I I, I love that uh, that advice because if I am out there. Uh, I think most people can tell just by looking at me that I don't know what I'm doing. So, so good not to ask. Uh, but uh, uh, really, guys, the the Okie Tech Star Party is such a cool thing, and, and really the Oklahoma City Astronomy Club doing some really wonderful work here uh, in the state as well. Uh, Mike, thank you again for coming on, and uh, folks, I really hope you will check it out. Okie Techs dot com um there's uh there's a ton to do a ton to see up in the sky uh and i hope uh, i hope everybody gets a chance to get out there thank you greg that thing is fun you've been to it i've been to it um ben's hopefully gonna get to go to it Mm um and next year we're gonna have a story for you about how to get started as an amateur astronomer it's it's a lot of fun right i'm really looking forward to it so yeah all right it is now time for us to once again plumb the depths of travelok.com's calendars for our weekly pod vents and first up this week is ben 
Hold me closer, Tony Danza. <laughs> to the ears of most people, this is but a commonly misheard lyric from a popular song. But for one of our greatest living musicians, this little mistake could be the first step toward a smash hit. That's right, it's the world-renowned parody artist and accordionist Weird Al Yankovic I'm talking about today. And Tony Danza, or anybody with a ticket, can see him perform Thursday, September 4th at Rose State College's Hudeburg Chevrolet Center in Midwest City. The show is Yankovic's last stop uh, as part of the ahem, unfortunate return of the ridiculously self-indulgent, ill-advised vanity tour, which, you know, is eerily similar to the title I had picked out for my autobiography. <laughs> On this tour, Weird Al plays alongside his band of nearly four decades, performing a selection of his original non-parody songs. Wait a second, Weird Al performing originals? What's next, the Jerry Seinfeld line of airplane entrees? But no, it's true. Come see hits like Your Horoscope for Today, Sports Song, UHF, and Attack of the Radioactive Hamsters from a Planet Near Mars. Tickets are $61 to $117 and can be purchased at OKCCivicCenter.com. Reminder, this is your last chance to see Yankovic before the Harry Potter fans latch on the bandwagon following the premiere of Daniel Radcliffe's Weird Al biopic, September 8th on Roku. And if you do go, don't forget to pick up an autograph for our host and biggest living UHF fan, Greg. Yeah, that's that's true. For more information, please call 405-297-2264. Y'all, he is so good live. Yeah. That is a show. That that ticket is worth every single penny. That's a good show. He didn't set his accordion on fire when I went, but I would have liked this. He didn't when I saw him either. That's too bad. But there was a costume change for every song, which I thought was real dedication. Yeah. I was really impressed by that. He's really good. (laughs) What a great career to to play in Weird Al's band for 40 years. I know. Like... I know, and because most of his songs are knockoffs of popular songs, easy to have a side career in a wedding band. Easy, mm-hmm. easy, easy. And so, how rare is it for like any a band of any kind to stick around for forty years? I know it's yeah. a really rare thing. I think the cool thing about Weird Al is like what he does is always in style because he's just aping what is ha- whatever is happening now. It's so, like it never really goes out of mm-hmm. out of fashion. I think I, I love him. Big fan. <laughs> not as big, not as big a fan as Greg, but a well, big fan. that's true. Uh, Megan, uh, what's your event this week? Well, as a wise man once said, "Move it or lose it," and no one understands that better than the senior citizens among us. As American lifestyles have become more sedentary, many of our cherished golden agers have learned the benefits of getting up and staying active, while younger Americans tell themselves that they still have time to turn it all around. (laughs) If you're a senior yourself or you know one who likes to shake their stuff, head on out to the Oklahoma Senior Games, which are literally taking place all over the state from September through November. Um, The array of activities is vast and includes cornhole, bowling, tennis, swimming, weightlifting, pickleball, power walking, archery, basketball, croquet, line dancing, golf, table tennis, and even more than that. Plus, participants get a t-shirt. For more information, visit OKSeniorGames.com. That sounds fun. I hope I'm powerlifting when I'm a senior. I I just hope I get a t-shirt. 15 short years. 13 short years. Crud. Oh, I'll just see if I'm above the ground. <laughs> oh, you will be. You're going to outlast us all. 
<laughs> Nate, speaking of... Uh, Megan's reign on this earth will be eternal. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Unlike Dairy Queen. <laughs> <laughs> unlike Dairy Queen. <laughs> yeah, Megan will rule over the ashes yeah, of Dairy yeah. Queen's kingdom. Uh, Nate, what's your event this week? Uh, what's that old saying about the road to hell being paved with good intentions? Well, I've got a map on my office wall that also is paved with the very best of intentions, namely that I will explore every tiny nook, cranny, and disorganized yet delightful small town museum in this state of ours. Quite often on this very podcast, this very one, I hear y'all read your event write-ups and think, I'd like to go to that. But then often life happens and I don't always get to go. But I will indeed be at the Cheyenne and Arapahoe Labor Day celebration this weekend, September 2nd through 5th, in the tiny Washita County town of Colony, which we'll read a feature about in our November issue. But don't let the fact that I'm going to be there turn you off, because I'll be the least interesting thing there, as this celebration will feature a powwow, hand games, cultural dancing, and a group drum contest, along with the usual food vendors and craft booths. Show up Saturday for the grand entry and parade, plus rumor has it that past iterations of this event have included a fry bread competition, turtle races, and water slide for kids, and that all sounds like way too much fun to spend the whole day lazing on the couch, even for a committed couch potato like myself. For more information, call 405-422-7446 or visit cheyenneandarapaho-nsn.gov. It's going to be fun. Yeah. Me and Brent are going to be there. Oh, boy. Well, I got a little-known fairy tale fact for you guys. After the clock struck midnight, Cinderella ran away from the prince on a single glass slipper. She did not immediately return home. Instead, covered in the same rag she usually wore to clean up after her wicked stepsisters, she went to her uh, usual reserved 1 a.m. blues showcase at the Hobble Gingerbread Man, where she debuted a new song about being so poor that she had to ride around in a pumpkin. That tradition lives on in Medicine Park with the Blues Ball, a three-day musical extravaganza that, to be fair, has absolutely nothing to do with any Disney princesses. Instead, Hitch and Post Park will host performances by the Terry Quiet Band, Chant Du Plantier, Sweet Brenda and Sour Mash, Big Train and the Locomotives, and more. Admission is free, but the beer costs money. And bring your lawn chair unless you want to sit on the grass. The blue the Blues Ball is September 2nd through 4th. Visit medicinepark.com slash festivals for more information. Sweet Brenda and, and the Sour Mash. And the Sour Mash I'm in. Yep. yep. I'm going to go from Colony to that. I want to see them. <laughs> that sounds like fun. Uh, well, the sound of uh, Snow White and her Dirty Dwarf band warming up means this episode of the Oklahoma Today podcast is coming to a close. So join us again next week, or if you just can't get enough, head to oklahomatoday.com, and you should definitely pick up our latest issue on newsstands right now. Send feedback to OKTPod at TravelOK.com, and we will talk to you again next week. The Oklahoma Today podcast is a production of Oklahoma Today magazine and the Oklahoma Tourism and Recreation Department. Your hosts are Oklahoma Today editors Nathan Gunner, Greg Elwell, Carly Ibarra, Megan Rossman, and Ben Lucia. Theme song editing and production held by Oklahoma Today's production manager, Bridget Sloan. For more information, visit OklahomaToday.com. Goodbye. No, oh, I miss Carly. It yeah. just doesn't. Just doesn't. doesn't. I don't miss her. <laughs> Not one bit. <laughs>